0: the dating while adulting podcast the greatest podcast ever made if we may say so ourselves go to dating for access to everything related to the podcast that's our twitter our youtube blog information about the hosts etc so with all that being said let's get to the conversation back and happy new year to everybody and thank you all for coming like reggie said yes that reggie in our 99th episode tell 100 friends to tell 100 friends and i have to tell you that if you do have 100 friends or you think that you have 100 friends in reality you probably don't a lot of those people are probably fake friends because i tell you what Really, when you're looking at friends, like really true friends, those like I say, ride or die. But I don't like that phrase because I'm not dying for anybody, friend or not. But those true friends and all of that, shoot, if you have like two or three, you're doing well. So if you claim to have a hundred, you probably need to do a real deep dive and evaluation on <laughs> who your true friends are and who they aren't. But I tell you what, if you do have a hundred friends, God bless. Shoot. It's like I'm jealous in a way because they can tell a hundred friends. And then anyway, that's neither here nor there. Happy New Year to everybody. Whenever you're listening to this, I'm actually recording it on New Year's Eve in preparation for what is to come later on this evening, but you'll probably listen to it on, well, after the new year. So with that in mind, Hopefully everyone had a great 2021 and is looking forward to a great 2022. When I look back at 2021 and how it applies to dating specifically, this is the second year dealing with COVID, which had made that year challenging in that regard. But while there was still paranoia in 2021, um, 2021 dating during COVID wasn't nearly as bad as dating in 2020 during COVID for most people, at least. And in many places, like I live in Atlanta, Georgia, in many places, especially here, COVID is like almost like an afterthought. Like people that I know, they were like super paranoid about COVID in 2020, even though they still talk, the paranoid talk in 2021, their actions didn't really show the same paranoia that their words did. Like there were people in 2020 that wouldn't go certain places for fear of COVID. And now in 2021, well, then in 2021, they would talk about not going places because of COVID, but they find themselves still going to those places in 2021 during COVID. They actually go to places, then judge other people that were there for being there. And that's especially if they didn't have a mask on. And, and and most people know from listening to this podcast, I was never really concerned, not even in the least for myself, at least when it came to COVID. So I moved as I pleased from the start. Now, with that said, um, that is not me trying to minimize the effects of COVID and all of that for people that have died and for people who have gotten seriously ill from it. It's just from my perspective, I just never really worried about myself. And that was because I did the things that were recommended to take care of myself. And that includes things like getting shot up. I also did things to boost my immune system, things that I've talked about before. But the point is, I never let COVID direct the path of how I moved, unlike a lot of people who did. And that affected dating in a lot of different ways. Now, I bring all of that up because I'm just trying to point out like differences between dating in 2020 and 2021. Like in 2021, you know, people met in the park and stayed six feet apart from each other and just walked the park. There were a lot of first dates that happened in the park in 2020. And in 2021, people talk about meeting in the park, you know, but, you know, they'll show up in a restaurant. As a matter of fact, it went from meeting in a park to going to a restaurant, but sitting outside to finally eating inside the restaurant and i think that's where we all are now i don't hear too many people talking about well if we go out we have to sit outside because covid's going to come and somebody's going to die and all of that stuff so that's the thing now in that same vein in 2021 the divide between getting shot up ie vaccinated well that's not an ie getting shot up aka vaccinated and non shot up grew larger While the paranoid vaccinators have become more open to dating, I mean, more open to doing the things that the non-vaccinated have always been doing in terms of like socializing. The vaccinated, non-vaccinated, non-vaccinated debate has turned into more of a philosophical debate than a health debate. So you can add that to the list of things that has made dating harder in 2021. Along with other things like religion or the Republican Democrat debate or the Trump versus never Trump debate, all of that stuff. And as divisive as we all are as a society, it's like we just keep adding things to that pile that continue to to divide us. And obviously, the more things that you add to the pile makes it that much harder to find one of your soulmates. And notice how I said um, one of your soulmates and not Your soulmate, because as me and Reggie talked about in one of the earlier episodes, yes, that Reggie, you can have more than one soulmate. Reggie also believes that you can have only one twin flame, though, which I always counter repeatedly. And I'll Mm -hmm. say it again if your soulmate, I mean, if your twin flame is in Budapest right now and you're here in the States with no intention of ever going to Budapest, then how will you ever meet that twin flame? How would anybody ever meet their twin flame? And that's why I believe that the whole concept of a fl- twin flame is flawed. Whereas you can have a whole bunch of soulmates, kind of like Erica Badu's I'll See You Next Lifetime, um, where she's with somebody and she meets somebody who could be her soulmate, but she can't get with that soulmate because she's already with another soulmate. And therefore, hey, the first soulmate that you come across is the one. And yeah, but you can have many. So that's why I say that it makes it harder to find even one of your soulmates, because some people can have, I guess, a thousand and some people can have 10. Even though if you only have 10 soulmates, you probably need to reevaluate some stuff in your life. You're probably a little bit too picky or there's something about you that might be wrong, that might be impeding you from having other soulmates that you can change, or there might be some kind of, I don't know, life things. I don't know. But when you think about a soulmate, at least when I think about a soulmate, I think of it in terms of a personality more so than um, the physical. So that's another part that you would have to factor in. So what if your soulmate is, what if your soulmate is perfect for you, except for the fact that as a man, he's five foot two, or as a woman, she's like 348 pounds, but she's just soulmate every other way. Would you still get with that person? And also I had a conversation with somebody about how you know soulmates can have expiration dates. And that's something I'm not really hundred percent sure of, but the unfortunate thing is that I don't know enough to invalidate that thought. And it goes back to the conversation, speaking of 2021, when we had the Ask a Woman episode, when we had Pamela on and we did that deep dive into soulmates and timing and all of that stuff. And can someone grow to be your soulmate? So I didn't mean to go down that rabbit hole that I went down, but it was just interesting when I was talking about adding things to the pile to make it harder for you to meet your soulmate. The Whole thought of soulmates in general just came to my mind, and that is one of those topics that, regardless of who you're talking to and what conversation, everybody has a has an opinion on soulmates, and everybody you everybody is usually up for having that conversation about soulmates, even for the people out there that don't believe in soulmates in general, and just like the other thing. I don't know enough for for certain to be able to invalidate that belief either. If the concept of soulmates is just ridiculous and your true soulmate is the person that you agree to build into a soulmate, which I guess can happen. How would I know? I'm single. (laughs) Anyway. Online online dating, another thing talking about 2020, 2021 versus 2020. Online dating has grown more and more popular over the years. But in 2021, it seems like it has grown to really be the only way to meet people. And I don't really care to legislate the pros and cons of online dating. We've done that in episodes in the past, me and Reggie. But the concern that I have moving forward, and the concern that I have with dating in general, is that the key part of that is that it's the only way, or is becoming the only way, to meet people for the pros and cons of online dating. There should not only be one way to meet people, and because that is just bad for so many different reasons. Like back in the day when I was younger and dating and all of that stuff. It just seemed like it just seemed like there were like tons of ways that you would meet people. Like I remember, I don't know if anybody remembers like lock and key parties or speed dating events and things like that. It seems like there were always like these unique and creative ways that you could put people together and encourage people to meet. And that goes beyond, obviously, the tried and true ways of going to the club and meeting people. And it's funny because I've talked to several people who've married people that they met in the club now. I don't know if they but the marriage just lasted, but the point is, it was a way to at least put your flag in the ground and say, hey, hey, she's cute. Let me go talk to her and all of that stuff. I tell you what, nowadays people don't even talk to each other. I was talking to um, I was talking to Nicole, another one of our ask a woman guests. And she was talking to me about how amazed that she is that people of this age, the demographic of this this podcast, she was amazed at how many guys are shy still like when she's out with them, how, you know, they're fiddling around or can't find conversation or they're just noticeably uncomfortable. And we'll talk about that more in 2022, but I just found it interesting. And I think part of that is because, you know, those days of like being in front of someone's face and actually approaching someone like people used to do when they didn't have online dating, those things have gone away and it has Encouraged more shyness, even if you have like phone conversations and DM conversations online and all of that stuff. It's funny the nervousness that you experience when you meet somebody first um, on the first date. I've talked to women who've talked about how guys have shown up drunk for the first date and they they excused it as I was nervous and I just needed something to calm my nerves, and while. I will say that I'm always talking to women about how it's tougher on guys because we have to build up our confidence to approach women. Still, you would think that at a certain point in your life, you would have gotten comfortable to the point where if even if you don't approach a woman, you can at least have a conversation with a woman after you've talked to her on the phone, a face-to-face conversation with a woman after you've talked to her on the phone. And all of that stuff. But it's just weird to me that not necessarily that somebody gets nervous because even I um, feel a little uncomfortable the first time as I'm walking up to meet somebody for Mm -hmm. the first time. Still, it's something that you should be able to get past after a certain age and after you've been dating for so long. But I think that's one of the drawbacks of exclusively relying on online dating, just the ability to have like conversations where you actually look someone in the eye while you're talking to them. And so it goes back to all of those things. Like I said, when I was growing up, things that I was a part of, like speed dating and locking and key parties and things like that. And for people that don't know what locking key parties are, basically, <clears throat> excuse me, they were basically you would meet in a room. It was like a, it was like a party. It was a party, a lock and key party. And they would give the guy, they would give the women locks and they would wear around their necks or whatever. And they would give guys keys and you would walk around and it would force you to have conversation with someone of the opposite sex. Because if you're a guy and you have a key the whole idea is that you would want to see if your key fit that lock. And in the process of going around and trying out people's, um, trying out women's locks, you obviously, well, hopefully, ideally, you would have a conversation, even if your key didn't fit that lock. Still, if you're going to, she has a lock around her neck and you're going to stick a key in that lock get close enough to do that, I would imagine that that would come with some conversation and what happens from there happens from there. But it was just a cool way to get people to interact in ways that sometimes at house parties where you have like people sitting in the corner and stuff like that, you are forced to be sociable and things like that. Now there is nothing that compels anybody to be sociable. Yeah. And And it's interesting. It's sad that those things don't exist anymore. And concepts like meeting in the grocery store, those are things in the past. If those things ever really existed, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that ever Mm -hmm. said that, Hey, I met at the grocery store. So I think part of that was kind of just like some fictional stuff anyway. So even when you think about it, especially nowadays, as much time in 2021 as we all spent in our homes, a lot of us were were working from home. And for those that actually still went out to do whatever they had to do in work, still because of COVID or whatever, it wasn't like they were going out socially a whole lot. So a lot more time was being spent at home. And so with that in mind, when you're going to the grocery store, at least I think about myself, it's like, when I'm, there's a Publix in a Kroger right around the corner from my house. And when I have to run out to one of those places to get something, I'm not looking my best. Mm-hmm. I would, I'd be dressed like a hag and all of this stuff and wearing some baggy sweats that I bought 10 years ago and stuff like that, that don't fit me right anymore. So even if I did meet that woman or somebody that I thought was really attractive that I would like to approach, If I look down at my wardrobe, I'm not going to be like, oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Um, Let me step to her anyway. Now, Reggie, he would regardless because that's just who he is, but he's married. But he was always that person. But for me and stuff, when I step to somebody, I want to be looking, if not my best, or at least presentable. And when I'm going to the grocery store and when I look at other people that are at the grocery store, they're not looking their best most of the time. So it goes back to how online dating is the only way to go and how that's not a good thing. And, and while we can blame COVID for that, I think COVID just accelerated what was already going to happen. So we can blame COVID for the acceleration, but not the, for lack of a better word, de of society when it comes to dating. So that's that. Another thing that I found interesting about 2021 was COVID weight. And to be clear, the phrase COVID weight was coined in 2020. But in 2021, it seems that people are accepting that COVID weight is just plain old weight gain. You can talk about COVID weight when you're going through COVID, but now that things have opened up and people are still and people still have that extra weight, they're they're learning that calling it COVID weight is kind of using a crutch that won't work. It's like it's like saying that you have baby weight when your baby, quote unquote, is 12 years old. There's an expiration date for that stuff. And people have gotten bigger in 2021 than they've probably ever been. So that's another thing. And another thing that's been interesting, at least to me when it comes to dating, was the increase in entrepreneurs when it comes to dating, or at least the increase of people referring to themselves as entrepreneurs in their dating profiles. I came across so many people that don't have standard jobs in 2021. And trust me, I'm not knocking the hustle. I really am not. It's great that everybody is doing their thing, just working for the man until you die is way old and outdated. And I applaud everybody for doing their thing. You know, a lot of texts this morning. Yeah. So, so when it comes to dating, you don't really know what it means when you meet someone who claims to be an entrepreneur, like with a standard job, you get an idea of what their days entail and that they have a consistent stream of income. So that gives you some semblance of the person that you're dating, at least from that perspective. But when they're claiming to be an entrepreneur, you really don't have any idea of any of that. And while, again, it's great that everybody's doing their thing and I wouldn't dare knock somebody for stepping out and trying to make something for themselves, people that I've come across that call themselves entrepreneurs they're usually in that struggle phase of entrepreneurship. You know how you're getting stuff off the ground. You kind of have to dig that foundation. And that set foundation means that you're spending a lot of time and a lot of money just trying to get that foundation built. So what that means is if you're a woman dating a guy in that phase, that means that you won't be going out much. You'll be doing a whole lot of Netflix and chilling because that guy, he won't really have much time and or money to take you anywhere and do anything with you. So ladies should be prepared for that when they're dating a quote unquote entrepreneur. And well, an entrepreneur in that struggle phase, which like I said, is where I seem to find most entrepreneurs. And if you're a guy and you're dating a woman in that phase, That means that, guys, you better be creative. And the reason I say that is because if you are not creative in what you're planning to do with that woman, that means that you need to be prepared to pull out your wallet because you are going to be spending on every single thing that you do. And while that is what often naturally happens when you're courting a woman, still, you know, you get to a point where you should be demanding your own as well. So yeah, unless you just want to sponsor a chick, then yeah, you definitely need to find out what quote unquote entrepreneur really means when you're dating a woman and obviously women when you're dating a guy. Yeah. It pays to get more details on that, which sucks because you have to have a conversation about what somebody does for a living. And those are the conversations that I really don't care to have, even though they seem to be some of the first questions that are asked of me. And you just bear through it. And then it's like, okay, now we got that out of the way. Can we get to like what makes us compatible? But I digress. So those are a few of my observations from 2021. And. While those observations honestly don't give me a whole lot of optimism about 2022, the beautiful thing that does keep me optimistic is how they always say and how I always say, all you need is one. It's not like you need to find 10 or even five or even two. All you need is one. So to everyone out there listening to this, everybody going through the struggle. The struggle of dating, that is, which everybody pretty much universally agrees kind of sucks. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people do if they really like dating with some sort of purpose other than just to get something from someone. But keep grinding in 2022. Even though it seems negative, and most people have these negative perspectives about dating, still, you have to stay in the pool. You have to stay in the pool. So, That's all that I have for today. I wish everybody a happy new year. Everybody that's listening to this, regardless of when you listen to it, I hope you have the greatest 2022. I hope that 2022 is the best year that you've ever had in your life. I hope not only that it's not the best year that you've ever had, I hope it's like the best by leaps and bounds. I hope 2022 is so good for you that it overshadows every other year to the extent that you forget those other years even existed. That is my hope for you. That is my hope for me. And like somebody I saw on Instagram, I think her name is Haley HX, I don't know, HX Hells. I think is what it is. She's a fitness chick. Like she says, and I'm going to butcher this, if you, 2022, is going to be just like 2021. Unless you get off your ass and do something about it. Just saying it's a new year, so you expect things to magically change. Doesn't work that way. Otherwise, we're going to go into 2023, which you bitching about how 2023 sucked as well. So, hey, everybody have a good day. Reggie. My guy. You got anything to say to these people before they go? Say goodbye to the people. Okay, Reggie has nothing to say. Shocking. Reggie will be back. As a matter of fact, it's funny because as I'm recording this, Reggie has been texting me all morning. So I wonder what he actually wants. And yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I thank you all. I will talk to you later. Goodbye.